You're listening to Parenting Unplugged. It's the podcast where we talk all things parenting tweens and pre-tweens. Oh my lordy, it's the age where our bubs literally grow up overnight in front of our eyes. They ask for the phone, they see things and hear things we're not ready for them to and they are going through so, so many changes. But what they need most is our understanding and our love. So come with us on a journey as we find out all about growing up and parenting in today's world. Going to school, puberty, periods, sex ed, gaming, friendships, social media, and so much more. First periods, everything you need to know. How long should they last? Sickness, going to school. What happens if I get it at school? Today we're catching up with Kath from Sex Ed Rescue and we're finding out everything about our daughters and periods. Hi Kath, when young girls do first get their periods, how long does it last? Are they generally shorter and lighter cycles or do they vary? different and this is the other thing oh this is something yeah I'm glad you brought this up um I was saying to you earlier that I do a YouTube channel and a lot of the girls their questions all about periods but the most common question that I get is they get brown spotting um so they get a brown discharge where they go to the loo and they wipe and they think they've pooed themselves because they've got this brown stuff but it doesn't smell like poo and it doesn't quite look like poo and they think what's going on so they turn to YouTube and Google it and then they think they've got cancer because you know Mm. when we get spotting we're told to go see the doctor because it's a sign of cervical cancer but for young girls it can be a sign of a first period so what happens is I explain to them it's like a kid learning how to walk you don't just sort of get out of your cot one day be put on the ground and you're walking beautifully it takes practice so the i explain it to them that the uterus and everything is tr- is practicing to get ready for a period and it doesn't always get it right it falls over a few times and takes you know has a few false starts before it can do like a proper red period so what often happens is we get brown blood which is blood that's been sitting up in the vagina for a couple of hours or a little bit longer so the color changes just like a band-aid changes the next day when you take it off and you've got brown blood on it not red blood um, so the uterus can sometimes you can have just what this you call this bit of spotting or brown blood and it might happen for a day you might only find it two or three times when you go to the loo to wipe and it might go on to a red period or it might not and then nothing might happen again for a couple of days a couple of weeks a couple of months and then it'll happen again they usually say if you have brown stuff for about six months that then you should probably go see a doctor and they can sort of kick start a proper period with hormones but um, it's a common problem a lot of girls well I wouldn't say a problem but a lot of girls start not with red blood for a two to three to five day bleed but they start with this brown stuff and then when they do get a red bleed it might last for a day or two most girls it's usually only light but for some girls it can be quite heavy And I remember when I was a kid, I was very sporty and assumed my periods were light and short because I was so active. Uh, There's not, that's not the case, obviously, since having kids. But is it even true or was that just my circumstance? I don't know if it's, if flow and everything would be related to sport. I would doubt not. I'd say that's just for you. But this is the thing that, that you just said yourself. During your whole life, things change. So, you know, my period used to be five days. Now it's one day. And oh. at one stage, it was two days. Um, so 
through your whole life it changes. Um, like vaginal discharge, um, you know, um, as you get older, things get drier and you go through stages where depending on your hormones, you're more moist or have more discharge than other times as well. So I think it's those chats with girls also about the fact that things change, that your period will constantly change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. helping girls to be more aware, I think, of what's happening down there as well so that they are mm-hmm. uh, aren't a victim, but they're more sort of um, empowered by knowing what's going on with their bodies important. Some people have period parties or some parents have period parties, some cry. Is there a better way to handle it? Is period parties a good idea? That's a good question and I think it depends on the girl because you can be as open and comfortable and honest as you want, but they might feel really quite uncomfortable about it. So, um, I remember one day, um, Hello Flow is a period company in America and the woman who set it up had a marketing background and she marketed this period product company really well and she did this video that went viral on YouTube. It was about a period party and it was completely over the top but it was really funny and I remember showing it to my daughter and she looked at it and she said, oh, I hope you never do that to me and she has said that when she gets her period, she doesn't necessarily want me to go tell her father. She doesn't want to have a big celebration. So every kid is different. Um some people get into having like, they, you might go off and have a special mother-daughter day, but it depends on your approach. Some people see it as a celebration of womanhood and other people just see it as another thing that just happens in life. So I think it's up to you and up to the daughter. Now, you mentioned before that many girls fear getting their periods at school for the first time. This may seem like a silly question, but is there a time that girls will generally get their first period? Is it an overnight thing? Oh, I'm not sure if there is a particular time because it depends on the girl. Like, not all girls look when they wipe. And one of the things I encourage, um, get in the habit of looking when you wipe because it's part mm-hmm. of that being in tune. So some might start that day and not notice. Like, my daughter, she refuses to go to the, school, the toilets at her high school because she says they're just so dirty. Um, so she will last all day. So she wouldn't have a clue what's happening down there. Um, so it's, yeah, so I don't think there's a particular time. But in regards to getting ready, I also forgot to mention one of the things with girls with the fact that they get so scared about that period is making sure they've got a period kit so that they've got a little bag in their school bag or a pocket where they can put a couple of pads um, or in a spare pair of knickers so that if they get caught out and it does start at school, instead of freaking out and thinking, oh, who am I going to ask? What am I going to do? They're going to have something in their school bag so they're not going to get caught out. They worry and some of them will start wearing pads every day for months before because they're just so worried about bleeding through and everyone knowing and never being able to go to school again. Period pants are just wonderful. So basically what they are are a pair of underpants with a pad in them so it's inbuilt. You can actually get them to wear the period pants as a daily thing and then they sort of know that if it's going to happen, they're going to be covered, they're going to be fine. Hmm. Now, I wanted to ask you about emotions too. I know my husband needs to look out sometimes as I might kill him, but how do we talk to our daughters about the extreme emotions they may also experience? 
Oh, the emotions is a tricky one because most parents say they start noticing it in girls at about eight or nine. They'll start noticing those mood swings that you get where, you know, like I can tell with my daughter, she hasn't started her periods yet. She's about 13 and a half, so she's going to be late like I was. Um, but um, I, there's days where she comes home and it's like, oh, we all have to back off because she's just so, yeah, <laughs> what the word is. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, nasty. So, um, yeah, so they do, they can get the hormonal Flows. And the thing is, is with puberty as well, is some people say it's not the hormones that are all over the place that affect mood, but all I know is that what is what I hear parents complaining about. And you do get the mood swings. Um, so I guess the main thing with talking to girls about it is just letting them know that it happens and that, um, that there are puberty isn't just about the body changing it, but it's about how you feel and your feelings and emotions changing as well. So just letting them know that it happens. And this is where we can start doing that self-care um, and trying to get them to recognize. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I know that um, I'm, I'm now finally, oh, <laughs> I don't know how many years or decades it took me, but I can finally now recognize when I'm, hormonal and I mm. warn my kids they'll come home and I'll go kids I'm feeling really cranky today um, my period's coming in a couple of weeks and I'm just feeling you know irritable so I'm just warning you and I can find that if I'm if I then sort of recognize it myself I can monitor my own behavior and not be so nasty so I I find that talking to girls about the fact that if they're aware of what's going on it means they can sort of control their reactions a little bit better if that makes mm. sense. That's something I've always done with my kids. Hopefully they're learning um, from that too. Mm. Yep, and they kids learn more by what we do than what we say, that's for sure. What about girls who haven't had any conversations with their parents, so they hop online to search for some answers? Is that a scary thought, the information that they may get? Yeah, it is because oh, most of the stuff that they find is geared for adults. So it may not be age appropriate or it might be too much information or like I said, uh, uh, like with um, brown discharge. So some mm -hmm. girls will get the brown discharge or they'll get a little bit of blood and then nothing. So they'll turn to Google or YouTube and they'll see that, that they're supposed to have cancer and they should go see a doctor. So they think that they've got cancer. Um, so a lot of them can be quite scared. And most of the fear that I see is because kids don't have a parent to talk to. So I do my YouTube channel for kids and I actually have videos on there on how to talk to mum when she hasn't spoken to you about this stuff or how to start an embarrassing conversation with a mum or who else can they talk to if they can't talk to mum because mm. a lot of them are just they're just scared they are now quickly before we finish um sickness and cramping for girls how is it best managed yeah heat pack is still the one some girls do have to miss school because the cramping is that severe um pain relief um, the, um some people you, i've seen on kickstarter they've had like little tens machines that you can use which have the electrical nerve electrical things going through. i don't know where they put yeah. it but yeah. <laughs> yeah you can get tens machines for that as well some girls will have to go on the pill just to 
um, get rid of that pain. And also for some girls, it's worth looking into because a lot of women with endometriosis and um, polycystic ovary syndrome and that, it got misdiagnosed or it didn't get picked up when they were younger as well. So if they are getting those pains, it would be a good idea to go and see a a doctor who knows something about women's stuff. And usually what you can do is ring a medical practice and say, okay, who's the doctor that is the one who's good on women's stuff? Um, It's usually a female doctor, but not always female. So it's yeah, the receptionists usually know who the, the best doctor is for that sort of stuff. And anyone who's listening who wants more information on these topics, they can go to sexedrescue.com and also find some links on your YouTube page. Yeah, yeah, that's my website. Yeah, I've got a um, puberty page there now and I've just spent the last month updating everything on that page so that there's a lot, yeah, it's a lot easier to find information. Yeah, and I've got that um, YouTube channel there. It is a little bit like the Wild West though, um, my YouTube channel. I try to keep it clean um, but I, the videos I target from the age of eight to about originally 12, but I've got a lot of teenagers on there as well. And, um, it's worth having a look at just to look at the comments, the questions that people are asking. Then you can see the information that they're being exposed to and how they're struggling to make sense of it. Yeah. It's enlightening, but it's also a little bit scary. That was Kath from Sex Ed Rescue talking to us about first periods. This podcast is brought to you by Modibody, reusable leak-proof undies, the environmentally friendly alternative to disposable pads and tampons. Modibody are a station support partner for Little Rockers Radio.